welcome to Loose and Tight Rugby, the rugby podcast with a father and son's view from the front row. Very warm welcome to you today. My name's Ross Mungavin. I'm the loose head. And let me introduce to you my dad, Steve Mungavin, the tight head. Hi, Ross. And hi, everyone. And a very happy Easter as well, Ross. A happy hope, Easter to you, Dad. I hope you enjoyed your chocolate uh, rugby boots. I did, yeah. It was very nice indeed. It didn't last very long in the house. <laughs> Um, it is gone now. Is it a rugby boot or was it a soccer boot? It was some sort of. It was. Boot, it, it, it did say football boot on it. You oh, know, right, but okay. You do get a lot of players wearing these kind of mouldies during <laughs> games. You know. Well, we can pretend it was a rugby boot, Ross. But uh, no, and um, I suppose you got lots of Easter eggs in your house, Ross, which the kids has enjoyed uh, finding and unwrapping and so on. But at the end of the day, it's usually the mums and dads that have to eat them, don't they? Well, exactly. They find them all, and then they forget how many they've got. <laughs> and you know, Dad just comes around, you know, hoovering them all up. <laughs> well, a very happy Easter to you and to the family, and to all our listeners, Ross. Um, Indeed, had a good weekend. The weather's been absolutely fabulous, hasn't it? It's been great. Ah, it's been about twenty-five degrees here. Yeah, made for running rugby, Ross. Yes. Yeah. Not yeah. that you did too much of that in your time, you know. Oh no, no, no! I was the centre come prop, Ross. You know, I was Mister <clears throat> Versatile. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, right on um, Thursday evening last week, uh-huh. we had a game against the under 18s like Saracens under 18s. Ross, you were playing against under 18s. Yeah, is that it was not, a, is to that be not a bit unfair, Ross. To, well, to be fair, like they had a pretty good advantage over us in that. You know, we were struggling run. to Yeah, we were struggling to even put fifteen guys on the pitch. Oh dear. You know, and most of the guys were sort of hanging together by sellotape. Yes. Um so they had a lot of fitness on us, you yes. know, and that told because yeah. as time went on they began just to pick a load of holes. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, score a load of tries because it was their like first team. They actually turned up with like forty players wow. for the game. Wow. <laughs> so they could essentially just rotate guys in so they were constantly fresh <laughs> as well. Very um, good. And you're going to tell yeah, me we, you ended up playing in the centre, did you? Well, no. And it, it's sort of like we're standing in a circle deciding who's going to play where <laughs> before the game started, you know. And uh, I came walking over and they said, Ross, we're going to put you in the centre. And I was like... Finally, at last, somebody has recognised my Your talents. Yes, yes, indeed. But actually, they were only joking, and I, I did play number eight. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they didn't uh, didn't <laughs> let me be in the centre, which I thought was a real shame because they kept picking holes in the centre, and I think I could have closed them. <laughs> well, Ross, it sounds like uh, the future looks bright for Saracens amateurs. Then, um, well, that's right. If you've you got know, a strong under get, eighteen team, get them hanging in there for two or three more years. Get, yeah, even if we could get like twenty five percent of those guys to come play yeah. for the seniors next year, yeah, it would make yeah. a huge difference. Yeah, make a huge difference to the club. So. And presumably, that was the purpose of the yeah. Of, of yeah, the it was game, kind or? of like it was a celebration of their season. You yeah, know, give them one last game to enjoy. Yeah. yeah. But also to encourage them to to come yeah. and play for the seniors Very good. next year. And so youth, youth rugby is uh, it's so important, isn't it? It was a big big tournament. Easter Easter is a good exactly. time for uh, sort of junior um, uh, youth rugby. You know, it's uh, there's a number of tournaments around, which included um, a tournament at Estonians uh, today, which was won yep. by Bangor Rugby Club. So is that right? I've I've played in that tournament before. I played. Yeah, it was um, like a under twenties. 
Yes, that's Jordan, right. Yeah, yeah. I captained uh, the University of Ulster Jordanstown team right. in that tournament before. It's a great tournament, but you know, big crowd. It was a lovely day today. I wasn't there, but it was a lovely day, yeah. and um, there would be some great rugby uh, played there. So Bangor had a, a clean sweep and won that uh, tournament. Yeah, well. So well done to them. So, and I, I was doing my best on Thursday evening to encourage some of the younger boys to come in by uh, introducing them to the ways of senior rugby. Oh, right. Well, you're trying to drink them under the table, Ross. Is that is that the idea? Uh, well, no, I left that to some of the other players. You know, I was yeah. talking more about, like, some of the dark arts and the scrums. And, oh, I see. Right. Um, Very good. Yeah. A bit of the, the rough and tumble, mauling and brawling, you know. <laughs> Very good. Well, talking about drinking under the table, Ross, are you having a little... Uh, uh, supplement tonight? Yes, I am. Yeah, I'm. I'm partaking of um, a pilsner that I pilsner. got in Aldi. Have you ever been to Aldi? Or do you, you probably don't no, we have don't, Aldi? We don't have Aldi. Aldi. Do no, 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 we don't. Oh, here, Aldi is the best place ever. Oh, I right. got four. You know those little sort of craft cans of beer that you get that yes. normally cost about like two quid each. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had four <laughs> cans for two pounds fifty in Aldi. Oh gosh. Uh, and it's Ross, amazing. Yeah, it doesn't taste like cat's urine, does it? No, it's sort of, uh, no, no, it doesn't. It's actually quite nice beer. <laughs> you know. Well, Ross, I mean, for for once, your your mum was encouraging me to finish a bottle of whiskey. Um, we were sort of, <laughs> we, so so, I, so I've got a, a large glass of J and B Rare. Um, in oh, that, that's me. that one that uh, you got for me, isn't it? That, uh, <laughs> I think it was polished actually, off. I think I got yeah. it, brought it back from. The holiday or something. Uh, I think it was yeah. a, it's a duty free one because it's a liter size bottle. Ah, it was massive. Yeah, and it's got a strange top, but th- there was a sort of finger or two left in the bottom, and and uh, she was clearing out uh, cupboards and so on, and said, "Look, you better finish off that." Yeah, make whiskey, some space. You know? So, um, so that. Well, I just want to. I just want to make it known publicly that uh, my whiskey supply has has run out. All right. So, um, <laughs> yeah, not not that I'm you know. Uh, hinting at anything, or, yeah, 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 or anything like yeah. that. But and, you, yeah, and you've nothing to stating. celebrate coming up, have you, Ross? You've no birthdays or anything. To uh, celebrate well, I think there's a there's a Friday coming up soon. But, uh... <laughs> it's funny; it comes up every week, Ross, doesn't it? I know it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But listen, um, on to the rugby. Talking about junior rugby, Ross. Uh, uh, we probably should talk about some rugby. Shouldn't we, we should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a big day today in uh, in Belfast, actually, um, because there were two cup finals for junior rugby. Uh, first up was the um, the McRae Cup, which is a tournament for the Belfast teams. Eight teams start this tournament. The finals between Grosvenor and Queen's University. And uh, it was a bit one-sided. Grosvenor ran away with it, uh, 54 points to 14. So well done yeah. to Grosvenor Rugby Club. They've had a great uh, season. They came fourth in the, the league. So they qualify for uh, the All-Ireland Cup next year. And they've got a trophy on their shelf as well. So uh, they'll be celebrating um, tonight. They beat Queen's uh, University by 40 points. So quite a convincing win at... Um, uh, and this is at the Kingspan Stadium, Ross, um, these cup finals. So many players get the chance to play there, which, of course, you didn't get when you uh, when you were playing rugby here. Uh, yeah, thanks for the reminder, Dad. And I have to say, I, I've never played there as well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. Oh, yeah, thanks for bringing that one up again. <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, Ross, you know, you uh, didn't actually get to play there. <laughs> well, the second uh, cup final was in the afternoon then, um, 
and that's the Towns Cup, Ross, where there's I think there's a couple of dozen teams participating. There's these are provincial towns, and uh, there was a bit of an upset in that one. Ross. Basically, anything yeah, outside but, Belfast, right? Yeah, that, that's it. And um, Inniskillen beat Ballyclare uh, by nineteen points to nil. So is that right? Well done to right? Inniskillen, and uh, and that's and, a big turnaround. Like I would have bet if I was a betting man. Mm. I would have definitely you know, put my money on I would have bet quite a lot. Yeah. yeah that um, yeah. Ballyclare would have won that. Yeah. Well, I, I saw in a skill and play Instonians in the league match up at Shaw's Bridge in Belfast, and uh, they gave Instonians a tough enough time, you know, up front, and they scored a couple of tries. And uh, I think in, in one, um, you know, at the end of the day, and, and, and I think it was the last minute they got a bonus point, uh, you know, a fourth try. But they didn't have it all their own way, you know. It wasn't plain sailing, and in this skill and did look uh, look strong enough because the previous year they'd been beaten by fifty points. So I think in a skill and are on the up, and um, that was a convincing win. It was it was tight enough in the first half. It was five nil at half time, uh, and then in um, a skill and got a couple of converted tries in the second half, and uh, they were convincing winners nineteen nil, and that was acknowledged by. Uh, Ballyclare that um, the, the lost to the better team. So well, well done to Inniskillen. And they'll be celebrating um, down in County Fermanagh uh, this evening, Ross. Um, so good win for them. It's also nice to win a trophy. That's their first Towns Cup uh, trophy, Ross, since oh, 1937. Well, congratulations to the boys, yeah. 1937. So uh, And that was even before I was born, Ross. How about that? Well, just just before, just before. <laughs> Come on, Ross. that's over eighty years ago, Ross. Not that old. <laughs> um, but I think uh, you know, Inniskillen will take that uh, win um, forward. I think into into the close season and into next year as well. They'll be confident after that cup win uh, of, I think, challenging uh, in Division One of the championship uh, next year, and Grosvenor, who I mentioned. Um, Won the McRae Cup. They've had a, they've had a great season uh, as well, and uh, they'll be looking to build on that for next year. And of course, Ross, we had this uh, tremendous uh, tussle between Estonians, Dromore, and Ballyclare, uh, who of course will all be contenders again for next year. So, um, that league, that that championship, uh, Division One, is getting ultra competitive now, and I think it's just going to get stronger. And stronger for next year, but I think we'll we'd probably save that Ross for our analysis of the season and our look forward to next year uh, when we do our uh, end of season podcast. Yeah, which is probably only a few weeks away now, isn't it? It's yeah, like, I think so. Only, yeah, there's not that much rugby, left. not that much rugby to play. Of course, we've got the the World Cup coming up as well, so we should probably do a, a World Cup preview, Ross, and uh, predict who we think is going to win the World Cup. Um, well, I mean, there's not much to talk about on that front. You know, it's <laughs> going to be Ireland, isn't it? <laughs> well, uh, Ross, as you know, us Scots live in hope um, and we have tremendous faith. And then, uh, of course, it's all calamity uh, after that. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, there's no firm foundation for your faith at No, all. there isn't. No, no, no. It's just a patriotic sort of misbelief, you know, in our... Yeah in our ability but uh, no just one bit of news actually um, Ross you'll know John Andres the uh, head coach and a player coach actually at Instonians he stepped down 
uh, from that position um, this season. And I think he's looking, right? uh, I'm, I'm kind of reading between the lines, but I guess he's looking for a fresh challenge. He's had two years in that job and um, they, they've won. Uh, he's led uh, in Stonings or coached in Stonings to the championship on both occasions. They haven't progressed beyond the, the round-robin knockout stages then for the uh, All-Ireland uh, rugby status. Um, so he's probably... Um, you know, taking the Stonings as far as, as as he can is probably looking for a, a fresh challenge. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next year because, uh, as you know, Insta have got a track record of uh, bringing in high-profile uh, players, you know, some ex-professionals like Roger Wilson last year along with John and this year, of course, Paul Marshall. Paul Marshall, uh, yeah. Former Ulster scrum half uh, was playing for Stonings and had a, a quite a profound impact on the team. So... It'll be interesting to see what they do next year, Ross, and of course what the other teams do as well, because uh, you know they'll be looking to recruit and retain players as well. It's going to be, it's going to be competitive. But as I say, I think more of that um, discussion uh, maybe in a couple of weeks' time, Ross, when we do our end of season uh, roundup and our and our sort of predictions for next year uh, as well. Um, but just maybe a couple of other things to mention. And, and we, we had the playoffs for uh, Division One in the Cookery Championship, and CIYMS beat Academy. So CI were in that second bottom position. Academy were second top. So um, so they played off, and uh, CI won that game. So they retained their place in Division One. Academy would be disappointed because they've had a great season as well. They've challenged at the top of that uh, Division Two, but. Uh, They'll be there next season. And in Division 2, Lisburn uh, retained their status there as well because they beat Monaghan 24-17. So Lisburn remain in Division 2 as well. And they'll be looking for an improvement next year uh, when they come to compete in that that league. But, um, Ross, we should also congratulate Donica D Rugby Club. Uh, They won Division 3 of the Cookery Championship. Played 22-1-22. They got, uh, they amassed um, a huge hundred and two points from that, which is which is almost five points a game. That's right. That's so a, that, that is a great achievement. So well done to them, and uh, yeah. Um, so we'll maybe talk about them when we come to Saints and Sinners, Ross, um, later Indeed. on. But uh, anyway, listen. Before we get to that, though, we should talk about the European rugby action from the oh, weekend. Oh, yeah, that's the, massive. Those are the big headlines. Massive right? games, weren't they? Yeah. Did you did you watch the games or what? what, what no, were you I doing? didn't actually. I was I was busy on Saturday, so I was just kind of following along on the text updates, and then yeah. on Sunday I, list, I got to listen to it on the radio. Ooh. You know, um, on RTE actually, which meant that the commentary was incredibly one-sided. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was always like, and here comes the the evil to lose player carrying the ball, but the brave Leinster lads get in the way and they stop them before the try line and they turn over the ball. Come on, Leinster! You know? I watched. Uh, I, 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 I sorry, I didn't watch. Well, sorry, I I watched. Both games, I had them recorded. I was I was kind of busy in the afternoon on Saturday and Sunday, but I did watch them in the evenings on Saturday and, and Sunday. Um, but I also observed on the uh, Ulster supporters' Facebook page um, being critical of uh, Jerome Garcia. Um, 
Trump Garces. Or says Garces, is it? All right. Yeah. You know, the referee. Yeah. He refereed the Saracens monster game, Ross. Yeah. And uh, there was quite a bit of criticism coming his way, um, and I suppose it it just reinforces a point that we've made previously on this podcast that uh, very seldom do referees actually lose games for teams. Um, and he he didn't he wasn't the cause of Munster losing that game. Saracens were the better team. Well, exactly. If you uh, concede two tries and uh, Farrell knocks over six penalties, like it's yeah. not because of the referee. Yeah, uh, that's right. Um, and I think both games actually, both Leinster and Saracens, you know, the home teams were convincing winners at the end of the day. I mean, it was it was not easy, you know, to lose and Munster. Uh, both put them under a, a lot of pressure, um, but at the end of the day, I think they they, they were the better teams and and were the finalists. So we're going to get a fantastic final, Ross, aren't we? The eleventh of May, that is. Exactly, and uh, I may be there, loose and tight rugby oh. on tour. Oh right, very good. Tell me about this, Ross. Uh, well, my friend, break, Dan, breaking news. Just- just yeah, I was in uh, my old church on Sunday, and my friend Dan leant over to me while we were in the queue for communion. Is that a big tall bald man, Dan? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I remember beard. Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Just leant over and said, "You know, do you want to uh, go to the final?" I said, "Yes, I would. <laughs> Thank you." <laughs> well, Ross, he wasn't sort of, uh, you know, he, he he wasn't stringing you along there, Ross. Uh, then I mean, he was well, no, because then we had a chat about it after the service as well, and oh, made the arrangements. Good. Very good. So right. I'll be heading up to St James's Park in Newcastle. Yeah, why I man? Hi. Hi. Sorry, were you doing an accent there? <laughs> was my, why I? That was my Geordie accent, Ross. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you just got something in your eye. And you said, oh, my eye. <laughs> no, that's the way they talk up there, Ross. That's, that's sort Is of, that right? Yeah, yeah, they've got their own kind of vocabulary. And uh, Well, let me just say that I apologise without reservation to any of our Newcastle-based <laughs> listeners. Yeah, well... For they, the they... heinous offence caused by my dad's <laughs> impersonation of you. Well, no, no, that will be terrific, Ross. Um, so... Uh, yeah, well, what's the logistics of that? Is that a train journey up and down, or, or I'll be train, yeah, yeah, yeah train, very good. Head up, go up with the Saracens fans. They're a kind of odd bunch, those Saracens fans, or something. I mean, you know, they're wearing all this weird headgear, and and you know when they put their hands out, their arms out, and start, you know, moving their fingers. Are you going to be doing all that? You know, when you go to the well, final? no, I'll I'll probably have my Ireland jersey on uh, <laughs> to support Leinster. You know. I think part of the reason he invited me cause, was because he wanted to have a sort of token Irish fella in his oh, in, the uh, in his travelling party. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah, very good. So have but a it may bit. backfire on him when Leinster put a fifth star on their jersey. Yeah, uh, so it'll be a bit of banter then on the journey up and uh, no doubt on the I way dare say back will as be. well. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, well, I think they, at the end of the day, Ross, I think they were the two best um, semi-finalists and... Uh, and deserve to to go through the two two strongest teams in Europe, I think. Um, yes, that's and, right. Uh, that's right. But it should and be. A is this this final. is a replay of last year's final, isn't it? Mm. Uh, it is. Yeah, and Leinster won it last year. Indeed. So it should be. I mean, the strength and depth of that Saracens team, Ross, is it's unbelievable. Um, yes, I think Leinster uh, have got the motivation. You know, they've got the the, the teamwork. And the drive, you know, um, 
But Saracens, in terms of the quality of players that they've got individually, you know, they're second, either second to none, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so, that's right. And it's interesting that the the games up in St James's Park in Newcastle, when the Falcons could be playing in the Championship next year. I know that's right. It's a strange venue that. I mean, I wonder what the, what's the capacity of that, Ross? It's about forty, fifty thousand, something like that, maximum, I would say. Uh, yeah, I would say it's somewhere in that in that region. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not the most accessible places to go either, is it? Particularly for London uh, and Dublin-based teams uh, and supporters. No, of but they they decide the tournament before. Oh they yeah, decide yeah. The, the the venue before the tournament begins. Of course, and it, and gives it good seems profile. that they've been trying. Yeah, yeah, they've been trying to go for sort of non-rugby venues to yeah. sort of spread the yeah the game around a bit. You know. Yeah, yeah, because the Pro Twelve finals at Celtic Park. Um, yes. Sorry, Pro Fourteen finals at Celtic Park this year. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and that's warming up as well. Of course, we've got the got the quarterfinals for that coming up uh, in the next week or two. Should be good. Ulster playing against Connaught. Yes. Um, yeah, so we'll follow that one, Ross. We've still got a bit of rugby to go, buddy. That's right. That's yeah. right. Still a bit left. And I've got one, one more game to play myself oh, this season. Oh, All right, okay. Yeah, well, it's just a kind of, you know, fun game in, in, in club. Oh, is, yeah, this, is, is, this, is this you playing the under-12s this time, is it? <laughs> <laughs> you can start showing them the dark arts, Ross. Yeah, well, I think that would be unfair, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, it's it's kind of, it's Dom and Lee's last game. So oh, Dom yes. Smart, Club yes. German. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Lee Gray. Yeah. Uh, is their last game. Yeah. Um, so there's a bunch of players who've played with them, past yeah. and present. Yeah, uh, who are coming together to have a bit of a festival? Oh, that sounds like beers. fun. That sounds like a fun occasion, Ross. I'm sure that'll be yeah. done. In, all, all be done in in the traditional fellowship of rugby. Yep, yep, it'll be good. Good time. Very good. So when when's that, Ross? Is that uh, that's on Saturday? So I'll okay, play that good. this week, and then that'll be my rugby season finished. Yeah, and good. we'll start training for next season. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I'll take a wee bit of a rest, and then. Uh, you know. I need to let all the sort of niggles heal. Yeah, and yeah, and get back and into start. it. Yeah, very Indeed. good, very good. Well, Ross, have you, have you any saints and sinners this week? Um, I mean, the the Billy Bonapola, um story just continues, doesn't it? It's all got legs. This. Well, that's right, and that that's kind of the basis of saints and sinners this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to name Billy Vanapola as a saint, mm. uh, for. His performance on Saturday in the match against Munster, he got man of the match. He was man of the match, wasn't he? And he did play Scored well. Try. To be fair. He did play well. Yes, and, and quite an uh, intimidating atmosphere as well, Ross. Yes, that that was it. He was kind of up against it. The crowd were booing him anytime he got the ball. Yeah. Um. So he and he was under pressure in the media, yeah. under pressure from Saracens, and he said before the game, you know, I wanted to just go out and show the guys that. Look, I didn't intend for this to be a distraction from the game and from yeah. how we play. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think he demonstrated that well. So yeah. uh, for his performance on Saturday and his attitude to the game, I wanted to name him as a saint. Okay. But you'll know that um, we mentioned the fans who are booing. I think they they should be named as sinners. But also one fan sort of confronted 
Billy aggressively after the game was finished. Yeah, that sounds a sort of crazy thing to do, really, isn't it? I mean, why why would you want to try and intimidate Billy Vunapola? Well, exactly. <laughs> That's the first thing to say is you're intimidating a guy who's sort of like six foot four, twenty two stone or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, like massive guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, like, just really inappropriate to confront yeah. someone like that yeah. in public. Yeah. You know, of course, the the fan is entitled to their opinion and entitled to express that the yes. way that Billy was entitled to express his. Yes, yeah. But there are other venues and channels through which to do that. Like, it, what he did is the equivalent of turning up at someone's workplace to shout at them. Well, you know, it's maybe not quite. Maybe not. I mean, not for the average person, Ross. I mean, being a professional rugby player is quite an open public kind of job of work isn't it it's not well, like it's, you it's or an I, acceptable you know, way to treat treat a public figure like oh, no, you turn no, up at a politician's no, no, no. No, I'm not, house I'm, and I'm, start shouting at them I'm not suggesting that for one minute I think that was totally out of order and I think action should be taken because you know whatever your view is on this you know there is no place in rugby for uh, fans coming onto the pitch and confronting players I mean that's just not acceptable and should be dealt with. And to be fair, this has happened in football and has been dealt with quite severely. Um, there was a Hibs fan that came on and confronted um, an, a, an opposition player. And he's been banned for life, you know, from, from attending the ground. So I think play, I think fans like that should just be kicked out of the game. You know, I just don't think it's appropriate at all. So I'm not for one minute condoning the, the fan. But what I'm saying, Ross, is it's not quite the same as you and I going to our work and somebody turning up and giving us abuse. Uh, having said that, my boss used to do that most most days I was in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Um, exactly. Well, anyway, uh, the fan has been named. So as, the fan uh, is a sinner this week. We don't know yeah. who the fan is and we don't know what happened to them. They were detained by the stadium authorities, I think is what was said. Yes, that's right. Awaiting yeah. questioning from yes. the guards. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I would throw in Donacadi Rugby Club as well, Ross. Um, just for any team. We, we mentioned the Sutton and Epson ladies last week, you know, going through the season unbeaten. And uh, I think a team award, uh, Donacadi Rugby Club, well done. Uh, winning Division 3 of the Cookery Championship. Played 22, won 22 games. So, um, well done to them. Yeah. That was great. And I think, Ross, that concludes this week's podcast, doesn't it? There we go. Only to say that if you would like to confront us about anything we've said, <laughs> don't, don't come to our house. Yes. <laughs> but the correct channels are through uh, Facebook or Twitter or on SoundCloud. Mm. Or you can send us an email to loosenetight13 at gmail.com. Mm. And uh, we will read and respond yeah. to your your confrontation. Yeah, as Billy Connolly says, Ross, to a heckler, you know, um, don't heckle at me. I don't come to your work and tell you how to sweep up. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. But there we go. Until okay, next Dan. time, Ross. Thanks again, See you buddy. next time. Cheers. <laughs>